welcome to Capturing the Abandoned, a foray into the world of rural and urban abandoned exploration. Hello, my name is Vincent Gearhart, and along with my co-host, Mr. Lex Nichols, we would like to welcome you to Episode 3 of Capturing the Abandoned. Here's a little more info on what this show is about. This podcast is for and about rural and urban abandoned explorers from anywhere in the world. And hopefully, on each episode, we will try to highlight and recognize a fellow explorer, such as ourselves, to see what inspires and motivates them. And most importantly, for all of us to get to know these explorers on a more personal level, as an individual, and as an artist. Beyond the interviews, this podcast will, in time, try to cover the many aspects of abandoned exploration, where we plan to continue to do the interviews with the various explorers to find out what they get out of exploring and capturing the decay and the elusiveness of the passage of time, and how they use photography to share their interpretation of the abandoned world. There is also planned to be commentary on other aspects of exploring, including safety awareness, all types of gear, and hopefully a deep dive into Instagram, and anything else we can come up with as a community. Please feel free to contribute more on how to do this towards the end of this episode. And just to let you know, at this point in time, there won't be any real set schedule for when we release a new episode. But if you subscribe via any of the main podcatchers out there, you will receive the latest show automatically. And remember, it's free. And that's the beauty of podcasts. You can find our Facebook page by searching for Capturing the Abandoned. And we'll use this page to share our podcast information, including our show notes and artwork for each episode, and information on locations where you can download, stream, and or subscribe to it. In addition to the Facebook page, we've also created a Facebook group at the same location called Capturing the Abandoned International, which is dedicated to the purpose of showcasing the images, stories, and the people who create the images and art of this genre. This is where we hope to have anyone and everyone from any country post and share their rural and urban abandoned pictures and stories with everyone else. So please stop by and contribute. And now for the good part. Today, Lex and I are very excited to have Cindy Smith, a fellow abandoned explorer, on the show with us today. Cindy is a middle school teacher and, in her own words, a hobby photographer from the northern neck of the great state of Virginia. Hello, Cindy, and welcome to Capturing the Abandoned Podcast. Oh, thanks, you guys. It's so nice to be on the podcast. I'm really excited about it. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to have you. So if you would, please, just kind of give us a little background on yourself, a little 411, and and then uh, we'll just roll from there. Sure, yeah. Um, Like we said, my name is Cindy Connor-Smith, and I live in Reedsville, Virginia, and I kind of like to refer to myself as a Maryland girl in a Virginia world because I was born in Virginia, but then quickly moved off to Maryland and was raised in Maryland and then came to the Northern Neck kind of following my parents when they retired about 14 years ago. So it took me a little while to get used to it because it was you know the big city and then to this very, very rural area. But after about three years of realizing I was not going to be able to walk to Starbucks again or go to a mall within <laughs> 30 minutes, I started looking for other things to do. And uh, that brought me into photography and kayaking and uh, hiking and just enjoying the wilderness and the water, you know, boating and jet skiing and fishing. And uh, when I was in Maryland, it, it was it was a nice place to grow up at the time. It was Roxford, Maryland, Montgomery County. And I just... Um, Loved scrapbooking and any kind of crafts 
at the time. Uh, got into jewelry making and ceramic for a little while and uh, coloring. I loved coloring as a kid, scrapbooking. And I just uh, always kind of gravitated towards the arts a little bit, even though I was from a very sportsy family. I went to the University of Maryland, where I got my at College Park, where I got my degree in physical education and health from uh, pre-K to grade 12, and did a lot of substitute teaching in Maryland while I was raising children, and then moved to Virginia and started working at a very rural school in Westmoreland County. Our, we have 400 students at our middle school, and I've been teaching PE health there ever since. I've uh, raised two sons. And I've been to my husband, Mark, for 24 years. And uh, we've, we've really enjoyed here in the country, and I don't think I'll ever get back to the city. You're in uh, northern Virginia. What's the biggest town closest to you? Well, there's, there's northern Virginia, which is considered the city. We're in what's called the northern neck of Virginia. And there are the biggest city, I guess, that's closest to us would be Fredericksburg, Virginia, to our north. D.C. is another hour and a half past um, Fredericksburg. And then to our west, the biggest city would be Richmond, Virginia, the capital of the state. So we can get to the city, but it takes a couple hours. In your bio, uh, said your husband was a former uh, major league baseball player, huh? Yeah, he did, and he was he was a former major league baseball player. He played um, uh, with Al Ripken on the O's when they were in Triple League, Triple A League, and then he moved up to the um, Oakland A's and pitched there for about a year. Got injured. He was a pitcher and um, decided to get out of it. But he enjoyed it for a lot of years. Unfortunately, I never got to see him play. <laughs> That's too bad. He was done with it before I even met him. So I never got to really see him throw a ball. Where we're at, we're uh, near La Junta. We have uh, a guy that is retired from Major League Baseball. He played for the Oakland A's also. And he- oh, yeah? He pitched, ironically, yeah, He's and he's still around, and so it's a small world. The Oakless boy was the last one. They're the ones that have the car wash there by Walmart and Lahana. Vincent. Right. <laughs> yeah, so he, that's... He, and he's, he pitched and uh, did the same thing, so I'm sure, uh, you know, if we get behind the scenes and, and yeah. tell him about you guys, there would be some kind of connection, but that's great. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Mark about that and see if he remembers. If he knows if he played the same time, or maybe a little before or after. <laughs> it is such a small world. It really is. Yeah, it really he is. Likes to build and race cars now. Yeah, I was just going to ask you how you got into all this type <laughs> of photography, the the bando stuff, and and you do some really nice uh, nice work. It's it's a pleasure. Yeah, I like. Um, of course, Mark wants to make things fast and somewhat shiny he's not doesn't do um show car you know type of car he does really is more into the drag racing scene and his his cars are pretty but yeah they've got scratches on and they're tubbed out and full of you know metal interiors and some interiors but they're pretty race cars and we have you know he had a good time racing for for many years so i took a lot of pictures and videos of him racing but when we moved down here there was only one little racetrack and most of the vehicles that I would see were, you know, crusty and rusty and sitting beside barns or in barns or on the side of the road or junkyards. So I kind of got interested in that. And uh, Mark wanted to build some rat rods, so I was kind of always on the prowl for parts that might be good that I could you know, buy from somebody at a junkyard and use on his rat rods. 
Yeah, that's kind of how I got into the car photography, kind of taking pictures to show him, hey, look what I found. Was was this any good? Did you use anything <laughs> off of this car? And then it was kind cool. of fun to take that patina that you see, that rusty patina, and add color to it and really try to bring out the grain in it. And um, it turned into, you know, fun type of artwork. And I decided to call it Technogrime because of the color that I would add, Technicolor and the griminess and the patina of uh, what I'd like to shoot. And I just kind of put those two together and called it technograph. That's nice. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so what's your favorite subject to shoot, Cindy? Um, I guess I would have to say at this point right now, it's, it's the houses, the abandoned houses. And I really, I wasn't drawn to their history or story very much at first, but I'm starting to find myself really wanting to know who really lived in these homes and not just kind of making up my own story for it. And, you know, how many generations possibly lived there and what were they, you know, what was their life like and what, you know, why did they end up leaving and why is the home abandoned? Cause there's just so many of them. And I imagine a lot of it has to do with, um, yeah, you know, just a generations after a few generations of farmers, sometimes the next generation of children go off to college and move to the city the parents pass away and they don't want to live here anymore and they don't come back. And a lot of times they can't make a decision on who's going to get the property, who wants to sell the property. Some do, some don't. And then it just sits there and it just goes to rot. That's a story that I've heard quite a few times, but without a lot of names attached. So I'd like to start digging deeper and I hope to do that this summer when I have time to go to the historical society that we have here in Northumberland and hit the courthouse. And uh, talk to people that have been here and maybe start knocking on some doors and asking questions. You know, it's always nice when you, when you know a little bit of history about the place you're at. Uh, Vincent and I got to go uh, photograph uh, my aunt's house, which is one of super old house. And uh, we just happened to be out there. And luckily I kind of knew the history on it, but it's, it's great when you can, uh, when you know a little bit of the history, I think it has yeah. uh, a different meaning, you know, when you're in there and you're, you're putting the image up, there's, there's a story behind it. So I think that's wonderful. Yeah. As I scroll through Instagram, I'm finding myself um, more drawn to looking at you know, the people that are doing that, the photographers that are adding a history and telling a little story. Um, behind it is it's really starting to get my attention and I think that's making me more curious about our area because this is I mean such a historical place and I mean Reedville used to be called Millionaire's Row uh, back in the 1800s when the um, Elijah Captain Elijah Reed discovered Reedville or started Reedville it was the richest town in the United States wow. it was all because of the Menhaden uh, fishery business and all along Main Street and Reedville are the most beautiful two, three, four-story homes, uh, just, you know, with all the gingerbread and just gorgeous homes that are still lived in and maintained. And it's like stepping back, you know, a couple hundred years when you walk down Main Street. It's, yeah, that's uh, it's, awesome. really it's a pretty place to be. There's wineries everywhere, marinas everywhere. Um, there's like 1,100 miles of, of shoreline on the northern neck of Virginia. And people come here to boat and fish and you know, have a good time with the wineries. Not a lot of restaurants, but, you know, you kind of have to, I guess, give that up, give up something if you want to come to the rural areas. <laughs> I wish we had more restaurants. Sure. 
<laughs> we ran across a couple places like that. We were, I, I can't remember if we were in Bristol or Brandon. Oh, yeah. But there's like one huge mansion that I, I think a doctor, is that right, Vincent? Some doctor built? That's, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's Hartman. Hartman. That's right. Yep. Yeah. It's out here. And it's just a little bitty kind of village type of town. They had a post office and uh, a little bitty fire station or something in a not much tile. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like this one little or not little, but one Victorian yeah. style, a lot of uh, architecture went into it and very yeah. prominent. Seemed, yeah. Yeah. It's the just kind of one of those cool things. So, so yeah, the craftsmanship and the architecture on these homes are just amazing. Um, the other thing about this area is, you know, this is home to uh, George Washington and Mary Ball Washington and James Madison and James. Oh, yeah. People were born here. And this is, you know, the, the gateway to our country becoming our country. So there's so much history here. If you're a history buff, you should definitely come visit the northern neck of Virginia. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. You're, you're in the heart of it. A lot of these houses that I take pictures of are just on my way to work. A lot of times <laughs> I'll get comments from people say, where do you, you know, why there's so many abandoned houses? Why? Where, where are you finding all these? And I'm like, just on my way to work. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just on my way to work. I might take a road off to the left this time and find three or four down that way. And next time I'm going to go off to the right and find another couple. It's, it's pretty it's it's neat and it's amazing, I guess, when you want to hunt for them and photograph them. But it's just, on the other hand, it's kind of sad to see so yeah. much you know, left behind. Sure. Yeah. So, Cindy, what kind of equipment do you use when you're out doing your photography thing? Well, nothing super fancy, that's for sure. I have a Canon. I'm not even sure how many years old it is. It's a Canon Rebel 6. That's like the most entry-level camera I think you can buy. That's what I started and with. I, yeah, I love it. I love the camera. It's yeah. light. It's easy to, it's user friendly. I like it a lot. And then I treated myself to a wide angle lens. I use like a 10 to 18 millimeter wide angle lens a lot for the, for the houses. Yeah. That's, that's a lot have, of shooting um, with his wide angle. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yep. So I had to get one. Yeah. yeah. No, Vince has one. So I, I yeah. use uh, basically the same thing. I have a, uh, I think it's a 12 to 24 millimeter and I leave it on one, uh, old, older, uh, Canon 5D body. And I, I shoot 95% of all our Colorado abandoned stuff with that lens. I just, yeah, I fell in love with 24. it. And, yeah, that sounds good. Yep. I would like that 12 to 24. Sounds good. Maybe that'll be my next yeah. purchase. Yeah. There you go. And it's not necessarily the equipment. There's so many wonderful photographers that are doing this and they're using their phones and, so I, I think, you know, equipment can play a role, but I think it's, for me, it's more the artistic uh, side of it that yeah. you use, it. you know, equipment yeah, learning helps. How to, yeah, learning how to, to kind of frame your photo. And I remember, um, I guess the one thing that always stuck in my head from a, a little photography class that I took down here is the teacher said, always try to shoot from somewhere to somewhere, you know. And it's not always possible, but if you can kind of give the viewer of your photo an idea of kind of where you're standing and looking towards, um, whether it's a church in front of you or just that gives some idea to the viewer where you're standing when you take the picture, and it adds a little interest to 
through the picture as well, and that, that always sticks in my head whenever I go out to shoot. I'm like, all right, where am I shooting from, and when I'm going to, what am I, where am I shooting to, what do I want in the picture? No, and then absolutely. I kind of move around until I find what I want. What's your favorite uh, software, or what kind of utilities or photo editing things? What do you use to, to if you're going to put something on Instagram? What's your kind of your go-to software? Yeah, well, first I kind of just pop on my laptop and. Um, you know, put my photos on my computer and go through and get rid of the ones I know I definitely don't want. And then I kind of run them through Lightroom and do kind of general editing because I haven't learned all of the functions of Lightroom yet. And that's another on my to-do list is to learn. And I know I can probably use that 500 times better than I'm doing now. So I'm looking forward to that. But I do um, basic editing through Lightroom. And then I usually end up going into Snapseed to add um, other editing looks to it, whether it's, um, I know I like to do like the blur. I like the blur around the sides. A lot of times I think that adds a softness and like an old time feel to a picture. I like, um, just, you know, clarifying and and getting that good patina to come out. So that's really, that's really all I've done. I, I have looked at other apps and, I just never end up going back to them. I'll, I'll play with them once or twice, do a photo or two with them, and then it's kind of like it's like I never even had it on my on my laptop. I just don't even go back to it. I end up kind of going right back to Lightroom and, and Snapseed. So, but I ha- I don't think I've really developed my style yet. Um, wow, so, I, I I don't know if I could agree with you on that. You have a, an amazing oh, yeah? style. <laughs> yeah, it's just sharp and clean, and you have such control over composition. I. I I don't know. I think you have a a wonderful style myself. Oh, great. Well, if um like if I'm going through Instagram and one of your photos pops up and I can't see sometimes I don't see the name, you know, at first, I know it's your photo. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I can I can do that with quite a few photographers that I follow. I don't even have to see their name. I'm like, Oh, that's a Jackson. Yeah. Or, this is a Colorado abandoned. Yeah, you know, I mean it just it is a, a Trudy, you know, it, it just pops up and you know that person's style and you know that it's their photo. Can you do that with me? I think so. Yeah, I actually, I do. Yours are, yeah, yours are unique and, and powerful. I love them. I, I think you do, you know, and, and Vincent and I, because we share an account, um, mm-hmm. there's one thing we do and we tag the very last tag in all the hashtags is either Vincent's personal hashtag or my personal yeah. hashtag. That's, that's how you can tell, but yeah, you can look yeah. at somebody, you know, Jill Coop, Jackson, uh, Vincent Johnson, mm-hmm. yours, mm-hmm. when you, when they show up on my feed, I get notifications for everybody that's posting. And I, you mm-hmm. know, before I even open the thing up, I know, Oh, Hey, that's uh that's Cindy's or that's Joe Coop's or somebody, you know, or Amy Tycon dog. You just kind of get, yeah, they, yeah. they have, everybody's got that style and, and you're there too, you know, so. It, yeah, it's but when I'm cool. sitting down editing, I don't really feel like I do anything super special. You know, I guess it's, that's what's so funny is you, I guess you develop your own style, but you're not even really aware of it. If I was going to have to describe right. my style to somebody, I'm not sure how I would describe it or if I could. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely you. That's for sure. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. So, so about how long have you been doing this, this style of photography? Um, well, yeah, I took photos of, you know, with film, of course, for years of my kids and did a lot of scrapbooking. 
um, once we moved here, we were really busy building houses and um, we still had a younger son that we were raising and I didn't really do a lot of photography for the first 10 years or so that we lived here. But uh, I would say over the last three years, I started picking the camera up again and entering photos and some of the local um, calendar contests and uh, just not really putting them on the computer and learning to edit at all, but just just shooting more. And then my husband had a couple of big surgeries. He had a back surgery and a couple of shoulder repairs and oh both of his knees had been replaced. And while he was going through these surgeries, you know, I would end up kind of on different sleep schedules. He'd be up at night. I'd go to bed because I'd have to go to work and then I'd get up early. So on the weekends, he'd be in bed asleep and I wouldn't want to get up and wake him up. So I'd, I would go get my little Prius and I would just drive all over the Northern Neck. And that's how I kind of started getting hooked on finding these houses. <laughs> just trying to get out of the house and keep it quiet for him. <laughs> Good. Hey, so on your travels... We always have to ask this question. Where's the shadiest place you've been? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they're all, I guess they're all kind of shady because most of them don't have doors or windows and you're not really sure what's going to be inside them or around them. I'm always looking for nails, you know, where, where to, to step and I don't end up stepping on boards and pieces of glass and things that are that way. There's Other than that, I mean, there's really not like, it's wildlife, I guess, and just building parts and falling down buildings that are kind of shady out here. It's not like um, maybe in the city where you could run into. It's pretty safe to bando hunt around here, I guess, basically. Nothing's really shady, but. Let me rephrase the question. Have you ever been uh, ran off at gunpoint? Oh, uh, no, but I have been greeted very negatively and asked to leave, but there was no gun involved, fortunately jump out of your car and you walk around and start shooting and somebody comes out and you're like, Oh my goodness, really? Somebody lives here. And most of the time I can kind of play it off with, Oh, I'm so sorry. I bothered you. I didn't see a car. I thought nobody was home. I I just love the look of your home. And most of the time they'll go, Oh, that's nice. And they'll tell me a little bit about the house and let me take a few shots. But one time, the man was like, no, I don't want anybody here. You need to leave now. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, you should be. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, We've no, had a couple bad, of those. But, yeah, no, nothing bad as far as like, um, but I've been warned about that. You know, they say people, you know, don't don't trespass if you see signs. People will come after you. It will definitely threaten you. But I haven't, I haven't uh, come across that, I guess, because if I see a lot of trespassing signs up, I don't go. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good plan. If they don't want me there. I'm not going to go. That's not. You know, they're telling me they don't want anybody on the property. Exactly. So, but I've also yeah. noticed too recently that more signs are up. Some of the places that I have been to and wanted to go back and revisit now have signs. Some say they have cameras up. There's a really cool house on a on some property that belongs to a hunt club, and they've chained off the little road that goes to the house and they said they've got cameras up and no trespassing and prosecution and all that. And I was like, wow, I wonder why. Seems to be a lot more people doing doing this too, you know, it's getting, to be, a, getting to be a bigger hobby for a lot of different people too. And some people just don't respect the, you know, the, yeah. the creed or whatever, you know, take only right, photos yeah. and leave only footsteps, you know. I haven't run into anybody else at a place taking photos. It'd be interesting to know how you know, other people are down here in the little northern neck are doing this type of photography. I haven't met anybody yet. 
Oh, that's amazing. I guess we haven't either, is how I think about it. <laughs> Not really. I mean, but we see you know, a lot of pictures from the same places we've been. Yeah, yeah. it seems like one time uh, we were laughing, we, we saw some images from uh, another uh, IG user, and it was like, are they stalking us? <laughs> it looked like the same things we were posting, but yeah. they just happened to be passing through and, and saw the same things that we did, you know, and you get that every once in a while. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So Cindy, yeah. what's your favorite story you like to tell when you're out doing your adventures? You come across people and things and places, and <laughs> I'm sure you have a favorite story that you like to tell. Yeah, I've got, I've got you know, a quite a few different types of stories. I guess um, one melancholy type of story, There's, there was a really cute house right off of the main road that people would drive by, you know, daily to go to the town of Tulsa, which I guess is kind of our biggest town around here. It has a Walmart. It's huge. And, um, you know, I would stop and take pictures of that house from time to time. And I was out carousing around and I saw smoke and it looked like it was coming from the direction where that house was. And not really thinking about the house, I decided to drive that way and see if I could find out where all the smoke was coming from. And as I approached, I saw that the house was on fire. But there was fire trucks all around, and um, I went ahead and pulled into the the next street, got out with my camera, and walked up, and I saw this very elegantly dressed man standing there watching the fire. And I just kind of stood. There wasn't a whole lot of room, places to stand, so I was pretty close to him. And after watching him watch the fire for a little while, I looked over and I said, wow, you know, so this is a controlled burn. I said, I'm, I'm so sad to see that cute house go. I've taken so many pictures of it. I really like it. And he turned and looked at me. He said, you did? And I said, yeah, I've, I've, it's a pretty little house. He said, I grew up in that house. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, wow. I said, so what's going on with it? Why are they burning it down? He said that the property you know, still belonged to his family, that he had grown up there. His dad was a preacher at the church down the street, and his dad and mom had raised four children, all educated and all had way uh, to work, and nobody came back for years. The house went abandoned, and now somebody, one of the family members, wanted to use that land, but the house had to go. You know, it just wasn't, um, they weren't to revive the house. So they were doing this controlled burn, and... Hopefully another house is going to be built. I haven't seen any activity there, but I asked him, I said, well, you know, how, how do you feel right now? How does, you know, if you don't mind telling me, how, you know, it's, how does this feel to you? And he said it was just, you know, very bittersweet and, um, you know, it was kind of heartbreaking. And I said, um, you know, you're the only one that's here. And he said, yeah, my brothers and sisters didn't want to come. Um, I think it was too hard for them. Uh-huh. And I said, well, you know, Let's look on the positive side. At least somebody else is interested in the property and maybe another family member builds. And now, you know, the next generation comes and then the next one. I said, this might be really a beginning and not an ending. And he was just, you know, the way he looked at me, was kind of like a, a thank you. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> but I'd never, I'd never been through an experience like that. And I thought, wow, what would that feel like to watch your childhood home being burned to the ground? If if we were to say, if you were looking through your feed on all your images that you've posted, what would you say would was your best shot, and and why? Oh. Um, I think there was one that I did of a of we have a really neat little gas station that I take a lot of shots of, and I recently happened to be 
coming home from work and the best most golden sunlight was just hitting that cool gas pump and I got a shot of that and that one got a lot of hits, a lot of likes. So I think that might be one of my best shots because the light was just really pretty. The um it was it was clear enough that I got really good patina on on the shot and the angle was kinda nice. So it just got kinda everything kind of, you know, came together and aligned and it just turned out to be a really nice shot. And I, I did print that and it even printed well. <laughs> That's nice. probably my favorite one right now. <laughs> so what is the best places you, that you've been to? Oh, I am obsessed with a house right now that I have to find out information about. And, you know, you would think that it'd be pretty easy to find out information around a little place like this that still has, you know, a lot of, a lot of families that are generational and have been here. We have, like I said, we have the historical society. We've got a nice little library. It's just, I call it, he called it a house, but I don't think it's a house. I think it is a hotel. And it sits right on the point of the Cone River. And it's two stories with like three or four little outbuildings attached to the back of it. And it's a big, beautiful windmill. But the architecture, the layout of the building doesn't speak. It doesn't look like another home that I've seen down here on the Northern Neck. It looks to me like it would have been a hotel. There's six bedrooms upstairs and looks like two big sitting rooms kind of downstairs. And what to me looks like it could be a big group dining room. And nobody seems to know who owns it, what it used to be, you know, or any of the history on it. And it's driving me absolutely crazy. So the historical society is closed or when I get off, they're closed. So I can't go there, but I did make contact with a lady that works there, and she's going to try and tell me about it. But it's just got neat touches and just a unique architecture to it. And where it's situated, it's just the prettiest place. And I think that's I think that's the best place down here to go and photograph. It's kind of hard to photograph because it's so long. So there's, you know, I've had to shoot it many times, and I'm not done shooting it for sure. I'm I'm sure I'll go back out and shoot it again. So I, I work for the county here where we live, and uh, I can tell oh. you if you go to the assessor's office and uh-huh. tell, them, tell them where the parcel is, they can pull up the parcel ID number, and they have a history on who's owned that thing as far back as your county has records. So that'll give you a lot of information. It'll at least give so you I can, names. I can get that without an address, you think? Because there's no 911 yep, address, just, nothing. Nope. You just go everything. If it's a parcel, it has okay. a parcel ID number. So if you go to your assessor's office and say, hey, there's this place right here, I'll show you on the map. Um, each ah. county has a database of parcel ID numbers. And you can click on that and it'll tell you who the last owner was. And then you can, that might be a way for wow. you to to get a little research. And it's public information because it's been recorded publicly in the clerk and recorder's okay. office. Do you have a worse place? I mean, is there something that's just left a bad taste in your mouth? Well, I probably shouldn't tell the story because it's going to get me in trouble because my husband's always worried about me getting hurt when I'm out there because I like to go by myself. I'm just not good going with other people. I can't get in my groove when somebody else is around because I feel like I'm they're watching or, you know, I just, I don't know. I just can't concentrate on what I'm doing. I'm a little ADD if you can't tell. And I get distracted easy, so it's, I do better on my own, and it's more relaxing to me. So a lot of times I, I don't go into these houses because they do look dangerous, and I do value my health, and I don't want to get hurt. 
Um, but every once in a while, I do venture in, and um, one <laughs> one time, not not too long ago, and I went into one of the little outbuildings, and I'd never really gone in there before, but the door was open. So I saw a very small little staircase, almost like a ladder, that went up to a second story house. I was surprised by that because I didn't really look like that would be there from the outside. So I decided I was going to go ahead and crawl up there and look. And when I got up to the top of the stairs, I heard all this noise and two big buzzards just kind of like plopped out of this hole from the ceiling about <laughs> six inches away from my face. And I went sliding down those stairs. <laughs> I ran and ran away from the building and finally got, you know, just plopped down. And then I just laid there and laughed and thought, and called myself every name in the book and said, you're such an idiot. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. You, you pull into a place and you're walking across the boards and they're creaking and pretty soon the pigeons fly out and you just scares the heck out of you. Yeah, your heart just yep. stops and you're like, oh my God, what was, you know, and my first, you know, I always think, why did I come up here without, you know, a flashlight and without a stick or something, you know, I'm just crawling up these stairs just to take a peek and, you know, I don't know what's up there. It's all uh, about adventure. Yeah. I guess. I get, a lot of times in our area, it's a uh, big owls come out. I mean, they're they're huge, and they just you know they they fill up your face. I'll tell you, they're they're amazing. Oh my gosh, they have giant claws. That could be really bad. Yeah. Do you do any art shows at all, or have you done any in the past? I have kind of just got it started printing and um, showing some art, and I've been doing it at the public libraries in our area. The uh, Northumberland County Public Library is a pretty busy place um, because there's not, like I said, it's very small. There's not a whole lot around anyway. But um, I've been putting some exhibits of artwork in there, and they seem to like it a lot. Uh, In October, I did all my Technogrime photography because they were having a big antique car show uh, at the Farmer's Market area, which is right there next to the library. So it kind of worked in conjunction with that, and that that turned out really nice. And um, even though I'm not there, the light, you know, I'd come in to put out cards or whatever in the library and say, oh, my God, everybody's talking about your your photos. They're, They're a big hit. Everybody likes those car photos. And when I set up a display, I use car parts. I have oh, um, awesome. an old grill with head, a truck grill with headlights and old oil cans and gas cans and tools and um, seat springs. And, and I use all those things to kind of uh, make a nice little presentation. And I think that makes it more interesting. But um, all the old, you know, the old guys that came in, they all wanted to tell me their car stories. I have a car like that. My uncle had one of those. And it, nice. it's kind of fun to see them kind of you know, relive their fond car memories through these old photos. That's now, um, I have my abandoned houses on display at the, at the same library. So I've done two shows there, and I took my tech, Technogrime um, exhibit to another library close by in a county called Lancaster County. So I've only done three, and uh, I'm you know, looking forward to doing more. I want to do one at the Westmoreland County uh, Historical Society Museum. I think that would be a good place to do kind of maybe a combo. It's a big room, and I've got a lot of antique furniture and lamps and things like that. So I like to create, you know, a stage kind of for my photography. I think that'll make it more more interesting for people to look at. For sure. Nice. Well, that's awesome, yeah. you know, and it's just, just kind of getting your work out there, and it has a tendency to grow. You know, sometimes it can just exponentially get huge on you and so 
I, I think that's yeah. awesome. You're out showing your work, and so uh, kudos to you. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. And, um, you know, a couple of uh, friends kind of said, hey, why don't you just you know, do it at the library? I've done that before. Um, and, you know, we're just were positive and supportive about it. And when I uh, got a printer that printed nice, I thought, yeah, oh, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll try it. And it, it just wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. It was, it was fun. You're getting the feet wet. Yeah, getting the feet wet. <laughs> so, Cindy, do you have any people that you um... – would like to do a little shout out for maybe some Instagram photographers, art influences, anybody else you'd like to mention? Yeah. Well, of course, you know, I love Colorado abandoned. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you. All day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. I really do. I absolutely love your, your photography we, and your artwork. We appreciate you it. You guys be great together. Yeah. Very inspirational indeed. And I really got a shout out to Backroad Visions. Um, Pat and Adam, they um, really kind of got me started in IG or kind of picked me up as a friend quickly and offered a lot of support and encouragement and featured my photos and even let me be a guest mod a couple of times for them. So they're, I consider them kind of my IG family member. You know, and we have something similar. When we were first starting this out, I had no clue how Instagram worked. And so I was... (laughs) you know, trying to just gather friends. And, and I, I think it was TRB AutoZone or one of those. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like them too. You, you can't post, you gotta be this or you gotta, I'm like, I'm just posting <laughs> stuff and putting hashtags and, and then they, they kindly told me this is how you need to do it. And so yeah. anyway, we, we follow yep. them, they follow us. So I also really enjoy following Mike Will and Sin Vaughn and Janet March and Cindy Urbeck and Jackson, of course, and Rich Kern. I like um, Among the Ruin and uh, Photo Girl Trudy. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I think I follow about 750 people and I probably would like to follow more, but it's hard to keep up. I miss so many good photos. It is. It is. I'm I'm thankful that Vincent... Uh, he he does uh, 90% of the moderation. I see everything that comes in, but I don't always have the time to go in and, and give it the yeah. attention it deserves. But luckily, Vincent, is he's our he's our eyes for Colorado Ben, and I always got a kudos to him. But So how can, uh, how can people get in touch with you? What's the, the best way? Is it website, email, Instagram? Yeah, I don't. I, ha- I would imagine just uh, my IG site set. Cindy Smith or at Technicrime. Um, I do have an email for Technicrime, and it's technicrime at gmail dot com. But I don't have a website yet, and I haven't done a Facebook page for photography. I have a personal one, but I don't really look at it too often. So I'm thinking maybe this summer I might uh, start another Facebook page because I hear I need to follow you guys on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's a Facebook page is <laughs> always a good thing. I think it's a Another good way to get your work out there for sure. It's crazy because uh, a majority of everybody that has a smartphone has a Facebook account. And Vincent has yeah. just grow, grown the community page huge. He's he's doing great things with the capturing the abandoned. And so it, it is almost everybody that has a phone 
as Facebook. Yeah. I don't check mine as much as I should. So thank God Vincent's on my team. <laughs> I know. Well, I need to check out your Facebook page. I'm, I think I'm missing a lot by not getting on Facebook for photography, but um, I'll, I'll be doing that soon. Well, Cindy, it's been an awesome pleasure to have you on our podcast with us this time. It's uh, it's nice to have a woman's perspective, so we sure do enjoy your work. Yes, well, thank you so, so much. much. You're the first girl. So I am. I'm the first girl. Girl power, huh? Girl yep. power. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> I, I have you several know, more lined up, so that's good. That's yeah, right. girls, you know, can, it's, girls can do anything boys can do, <laughs> but better, right? right? <laughs> My, I have two daughters, so uh, their oh. favorite little saying is, anything you can do, I can do better. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's, okay I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, your time and uh, giving us some insight into what sparks your interest with it. So we, we sure appreciate the time you've allowed us to have with you. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much. It was all my pleasure. Okay, bye-bye. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Once again, thank you, Cindy, for being our guest on this, our third episode of the Capturing the Abandoned podcast. And as both are a real treat, be sure to visit Cindy's Instagram pages at cindy.smith and at technogrind. Just as a quick FYI here, the music bids in our podcast are created by, as I like to call him, Mr. Lex Nichols. And you can find more of his music on his website at lexnichols.com, Spotify, and on iTunes. Enjoy. We've reached the end of this episode of Capturing the Abandoned, and we hope that you have enjoyed it. You should be able to find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, and more. Please subscribe and be sure to let any of your adventurous friends and relatives know about this podcast. In order to continue to make this podcast better, your feedback is important to us. So please feel free to reach out to us at capturingtheabandoned at gmail.com and leave us your thoughts, ideas, and suggestions on how we can improve this show and bring you the best Capturing the Abandoned experience. Fun times, exciting guests, and abandoned content are up ahead. So please stay tuned. And until next time, be safe out there.